like the number one cause of bankruptcy in the U.S. are medical bills. That probably doesn't surprise anybody. But what might be a little surprising is that nearly three quarters of those people had health insurance. Uh, Place today to be here with David Contorno. He is the founder of ePowered Benefits. Welcome, David. Thank you for having me. You're working in a world of healthcare, which um, I know can be difficult to navigate. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing and how you're able to stay so passionate working in a uh, bureaucratic and complex, highly regulated space. Sure. Uh, So a little bit of history on me. I started selling health insurance to employers. Well, all benefits, but always the health insurance was the biggest part of the conversation. Uh, When I was 17, I turned 47 two weeks ago. So I've been doing it for 30 years. But about 12 years ago, so 18 years into my career, I was on my way to a client renewal meeting. It's a client I had for a bunch of years. We had a really good relationship. And I had this realization as I'm on my way to his office that Not a single one of my clients looks forward to me coming for that annual renewal meeting because I bring in every year varying degrees of bad news. But what got really tough for me personally was not the meeting with the employer. It was a few weeks later meeting with his or her employees and telling them what's coming out of their paycheck is going up. And at the same time, what's coming out of their pocket is going up when they use the plan. And I started to see statistics like the number one cause of bankruptcy in the U.S. are medical bills that probably doesn't surprise anybody. But what might be a little surprising is that nearly three quarters of those people had health insurance. And when I first studied for my insurance exam many moons ago, I was taught that insurance was developed by humans for one purpose and only one purpose, to protect us from catastrophic financial loss. And that's what we expect of every other type of insurance that we buy as individuals or businesses. So How have we allowed health insurance to become so perverted to the point that a lot of Americans go bankrupt using it or because of it, because they have so much money going to it, they don't even use it, but they can't afford their rent, they can't afford their mortgage. And so I had pretty large agencies at that time, and I started to ask a lot of powerful people at carriers and at hospitals, and you know, why are we getting worse outcomes in the U.S.? Because that's another thing we don't talk about a lot, is that we have a very low-quality healthcare system in the United States. But why do we get less every year for more money? And no matter who I asked, they all pointed their finger at someone else. And so I said, what can I do to affect change? What's my role in these increasing costs? And I recognized that my compensation was a big part of that. I was paid, and most brokers today are paid commission, which means as the client's rates go up, how much money they make goes up. And if you have a really bad year as an employer where you get a 40% rate increase, most brokers get a 40% pay increase. And... I'm not out there claiming that most brokers are putting intentionally more expensive products in front of their clients. I'm just saying I get frustrated that we deny the financial incentives of the system affect us when we deliver the exact results the financial incentives are meant to deliver. So I recognize pretty quickly problem one is brokers make more money as costs go up. A lot of people don't realize that carriers make more money as costs go up too. They don't make money by denying claims. They make money by paying claims. And of course, the hospitals make more money as costs go up. So the reason we get worse outcomes for more money every year is because that's the most profitable path for everyone that an employer relies upon, which is how 60% of Americans get their health insurance. What did you kind of figure out was a possible solution or at least a starting point to, to try to find a solution? What I identified, and, and it's funny because a lot of people don't think about health insurance this way, even though they do think about car insurance and homeowners insurance this way. But 
for every employer's health plan, for all the dollars that need to be pumped into that health plan, we're talking premiums, we're talking claims, we're talking what comes out of employees' paycheck and employees' pockets, all that money combined collectively, the amount of that money is a direct result of the vacuum left by the money coming out of the plan. And the realization that I had 18 years ago, or sorry, 12 years ago when I was 18 years in, is that although I was an insurance expert and I knew a lot about the money flowing into the plan, how was I ever going to affect change on the money flowing into the plan if I had no concept of how the money flows out of the plan? And so I had to learn how healthcare is delivered and paid for, not health insurance, but healthcare. And those are two very different things that we intermingle oftentimes. And remember, most carriers are publicly traded, which means their one responsibility legally and, and fiduciarily is to their shareholders. It's not to the employers. It's not to the patients on the plan. So we build customized health plans. And part of our revenue model today is teaching other brokers and consultants how to build these plans for their clients. But we build customized health plans that, no joke, cost between 35 and 60% less than traditional plans to the employer and give the employees access to care, surgeries, imaging, infusions, and medications with nothing out of their pocket. And I just want to say that that doesn't make me a brilliant genius. Heck, I, I went to one year of college for photography, okay? But when you're in the environment where they're controlling all the strings contractually, and they benefit from things that are opposite what you benefit, then they're going to win. They're the house, and they're going to win in aggregate. You'll win once in a while. Don't get me wrong. But in aggregate, they're the house, and they're going to win. And so when we get you out of that house, it's amazing the transparency and quality and cost controls that can be put in place. In, in terms of the provider side, how do you establish sort of credibility you know, as a new entity when you're kind of dancing among all these giants who they're used to working with? Let's remember that doctors hate insurance companies like with a passion. So the the fact that they're big doesn't make them good. Um, and quote unquote, competing against them is not hard. We do have provider contracts. What we don't have is a provider network. We don't have a list of providers that our members must go to in order to receive care. They're permitted to go to any provider that's licensed to provide medical care in the United States. And what we've recognized is that the cost of provider reimbursements is a relatively small piece of a health plan's cost. So what we do in our model is we set a reimbursement level to doctors that are actually a little bit higher than what Blue Cross and United and Cigna and Aetna give. So that gives them inducement. We say to them, hey, in our plan, you don't need to do anything different. By the way, because we don't have an out-of-network, you don't have to worry about collecting more money from the patient. You're going to collect what you're used to collecting for in-network. You're going to submit the claim in exactly the same way you submit the claim today. They're going to come with an ID card. It's going to have everything you need to enter into your electronic medical record. But when you submit that claim, there's going to be two differences. You're going to get paid a little bit faster, and you're going to get paid a little bit more than you're used to getting paid from Blue Cross and the like. So... From any business perspective in the world, if I said to you, don't do anything different, get paid a little bit faster and get paid a little bit more, you know, who would say no to that? Now, we do get some providers that say no to that. It's about 3 to 4%. So we get between 96 and 97% of providers to agree. The ones that don't agree are so jaded by the system that they're just so skeptical, they're not going to believe anything I say, even if I prove it to them. So the reality is it's the carriers that have prevented me from doing it because they're afraid I'm going to be like the carriers, not because they're afraid I'm not going to be like the carriers. 
the and by the way, where we save the most amount of money, generally speaking, is hospitalization charges and pharmacy prescriptions. That's where those are the two biggest buckets of spend anyway, and that's where we save by far the most amount of money. Uh, matter of fact, we save up to eighty percent on prescriptions and around fifty percent on hospital claims. Uh, but the beauty of our plans is that our all of our clients get access to our direct contracts, and our direct contracts are imaging orthopedics, infusions, durable medical equipment, the list goes on and on. And the only way that we sign a direct contract, there must be two things I must be able to prove. Number one, that their outcomes are at least in the top 25% of their peers, looking at readmission rates, infection rates, things that we can track and look at. The second thing is, is that they've given us an upfront reasonable price. And in healthcare, that's relatively hard to come by, but we have about 15,000 providers that we've directly contracted. And the providers love it because when they go to our direct contracts, the members pay zero. And one of the pain points in our healthcare system, especially as it relates to procedures, is that as these out-of-pockets have gone up that patients have to pay, the amount that these facilities are writing off has also gone up. They only collect about 25% of patient responsibility. So when I tell them that the plan's going to pay them in full, we get an even better price than Blue Cross or United because they have to offset the $5,000 they're likely to lose per procedure in people's deductible and co-insurance. And we don't have to deal with that. Or our providers don't have to deal with that, I should say. So the plan allows members to go to any provider they want, but if they go to the providers that we know demonstrate better outcomes and better costs, then we waive their out-of-pockets. Your, your sort of overall distribution strategy focusing on just selling the employer side, or is there also a side where you've got some sort of database you have access to where you can find out who the highest quality providers of care are for the best price. You know, how, like which side are you selling, or what? Which, come, which comes first? I mean, ultimately, it's the employer that I have to sell to get them to say yes. But I then often have to sell every single member, or at least my team does, because they'll say something like, "I've been going to my primary care physician for thirty years. I have a really good relationship with him or her." But here's the thing. The average primary care physician in the U.S. has about 3,500 patients. Do you think they know you well when you're one of 3,500? Do you think they know you well yeah. when you get 7 to 11 minutes with them face-to-face -face once a year? Like, they don't know you well. So we actually have a program for advanced primary care where we utilize a type of primary care doctor called direct primary care, or DPC. And it's one of the add-ons that we have that has doctors with only four or 500 patients assigned to them. They get paid a monthly membership fee, so they don't make more money when you're sick. As a matter of fact, they make more money when you're healthy, which is completely opposite our healthcare system. I want you to just think about something here for a minute. We have a $4 trillion healthcare system, which is larger than most economies in full are in the world. If everybody in the U.S., if I could wave a magic wand today and make everybody in the U.S. healthy, get rid of diabetes, type 1, type 2, obesity, everything, our healthcare system would literally collapse within weeks or maybe even days. It would, a $4 trillion economy would instantly collapse. It is not only predicated on you being sick, it is predicated on you staying sick. For example, cancer drug manufacturers, they're not researching cures for cancer. They're not putting any money into cures for cancer. That would be like Honda building a car that never needed repairs or maintenance and lasted forever. They're creating treatments for cancer. There's a big difference between those two things. They're not creating cures for diabetes. They're creating treatments for diabetes. And amazingly, some of these drugs that are coming out now, these biologics, once you start with one brand or manufacturer, 
you can never take a different one in your life. It's like you're now addicted to the heroin and yeah. you can't go to any other dealer to get your heroin anymore. All right, great. Well, uh, this has been super insightful. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? There is only one way to pay less for healthcare. You have to pay less for healthcare. And if you are not working with a broker or consultant that's going to look at the drugs your employees are filling, look at the care your employees are consuming, and literally procedure by procedure, drug by drug, MRI by MRI, if they can't show you how they can improve the clinical outcomes and lower the cost of that care for had that employee been under this plan back then, then they're not going to change the path that you're on no matter what they promise, no matter how big they are. They can be the biggest brokers in the country. They can be the biggest carriers in the country. But I would argue that those are more bought in to the perverse incentives of the system, not less. Our book of business is 100% employer paid, 100% performance based. We don't have a single client in which we take commission on the medical insurance. David Contorno, founder of ePowered Benefits. It's been great having you on. Thanks for having me. 